I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 151. We've finally crossed our milestone number, <laughs> and here we are on the next chapter. Yes, How we are. Doing, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm extremely excited to go from you know the uh, into the next the, milestone. The one, yeah, the next milestone, <laughs> 200 coming up soon. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and you know, uh, in continuing on our journey of amazing sort of speakers that have been with us over the past so many weeks, and of course, a lot of them being fintech founders, including our last many of them, uh, last few episodes we've had. We are actually continuing uh, on that uh, journey today. We're talking to Mr. Girdar Yasa, the CTO of Lending Cart, another company which has been around for a while, which not almost, not, not too many people may already know about actually. So, I mean, like I'd heard of the company for a long time, right? I don't know if you remember, there was a time when uh, there were a number of companies that came out with like the KART extension to yeah. it, right? So I remember hearing about it back then that this is a thing and a lot of them have done really, really well, right? Flipkart, Lenskart, yeah. et cetera, and lending card yeah. too. But I mean, like, you know, it was, uh, I, I remember hearing about them, but I mean, like finding out what they did and how they go about doing it, right? This was a little new to me, right? I, I did not understand the depth of their operation. And this was really, really interesting to get, to get into. That's true. That's true. No, and very cool. And the fact that, you know, they, they're not just a consumer product company. They're also a technology platform company uh, within themselves, right? Which provides technology platform to others uh, in the ecosystem. So there's a lot of interesting stuff to unpack on this episode for uh, everyone listening today. So let's take a break, uh, come back and talk to Giridhar. Hey, welcome, Giridhar. How are you doing? Very well, Siddharthya. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and of course, uh, I think we were speaking earlier and, uh, you know, we are, like everything we do today, uh, this is yet another sort of virtual meeting. I would have uh, loved to invite you actually to our studio and do this uh, face-to-face. Uh, but this is the format we have. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad you could join us. You know, the podcast format, like our listeners uh, like, is, you know, it's meant to have uh, real, real conversations. And uh, that's what we hope to have today. So I would love to start, uh, you know, and get everyone listening in to sort of understand a little bit about your background and, you know, how you came to, you know, uh, what the Lenny Car story is today. You're, you know, you're the chief technology officer. What What is the underlying premise of the product itself uh, and a little bit little bit of context setting if you may definitely i think uh, you know i think a lot of uh, listeners to this podcast may not necessarily know about lending card uh, so i'll probably start off there uh, you know this country has about 30% uh, of industries as micro small and medium enterprises and uh, india's exports about 40% is again from this micro small and medium enterprises and Access to financial products for these MSMEs, right, is very, very challenging. You know, you talk to any bank, you talk to any NBFC, you talk to RBI officials, you talk to government officials, you know, they'll echo the same thing. They'll say that, you know, credit, access to credit is one of the fundamental things about growth for an economy. And this particular segment is underserved in that aspect. There are various reasons for that. One is that this entire space, there is no sort of, uh, lot of records available, right? I mean, there's no formal uh, ecosystem surrounding the data that uh, these industries maintain. I mean, it could be a building store down the road. 
it could be a cloth merchant you know next street they're all msmes right they don't do not have a finance department to maintain records the way you would want them to or a bank would want them to to be able to give uh, credit uh, that's that's uh, one point right the second thing is that all these msmes are spread across 5000 uh, odd cities towns and uh, villages across the country and uh, you know not more than uh, 800 to 900 of these locations have a branch of a bank or an nbfc within 20 kilometers range right so i think you know that's the extent of the problem they do not have access to credit most of them are uh, quite new to credit as well and that is where lending card uh, comes into picture what we've been able to do ishladitya uh, is that we've been able to figure out how credit worthy a business is and the set of people running a business are even though they may not have bureau records purely on the basis of their bank statements right and we are able to underwrite and give them access to credit completely digitally without any judgmental process right you you and i we walk into a bank say that uh, you know we need a home loan or an auto loan right there is collateral associated with that you know we probably have a study income but still you know uh, we are looked at almost as if we are criminals right you know this guy is going to take my yeah. money is he going yeah. to return it or not right so it's the story right and you can imagine how difficult it is for a uh, small entrepreneur to get uh, access to credit it's it's a guilty guilty until proven innocent is the way that banks uh, treat you i think absolutely <laughs> right and and even then you know it's very difficult to get access to credit unless until this collateral associated with that yeah so we've been yeah. able to underwrite this customers we've been able to disperse loans across you know 2000 odd locations across the country and that's how lending card started right with that singular vision of being able to provide credit to uh, msme segment uh, which is unsecured in nature and which is completely digital in terms of its delivery how long ago was this and like uh, you know if you could give us a little bit of the market state today of course today we know lending uh, fintech in general has exploded you know there are so many products or so many categories of the market but when you all uh, you know initially envisioned this was this problem that well defined what was the what was the status quo and how did you go about disrupting it with technology right so uh, lending card started in uh, 2014 thereabouts right and uh, the founders then and harsh uh, in particular was very very passionate about the segment you know he had an excellent background in banking he worked in india he worked abroad and he came back then harsh uh, sort of uh, realized that his life's goal is to is to make sure that this segment is well served and initially it was uh, this, this there was a business that he was running which was around consulting right and and being able to uh, provide access to uh, credit through banks to various people that is when he sort of realized that okay there is a lot of scope here uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, uh, meat here in terms of being able to provide access to financial products without having to uh, you know touch the customer physically right so about 7 uh, years ago was when all this had started and it's been going really really well uh, since then the growth has been phenomenal right i mean if you look at some of our numbers in terms of disbursals or the uh, emis collected or the number of customers that we've served or the number of cities or aum it's all been you know 200 300% uh, north of that right i mean phenomenal growth so the market is really really uh, great and it's it's a very big market and when you talk about fintech i think a lot of people largely talk about payments right i mean a lot of right. people talk about uh, uh, consumer lending a lot of people talk about constructs like buy now pay later 
right which yes. is in the consumer segment uh, for uh, you know goods that that consumer goods right but the growth engine of the country right in terms of the uh, small enterprises the medium enterprises they are still they still have been underserved and uh, to be honest we are the only game in town doing what we do oh okay and uh, you know like you are talking about serve lending to msmes who typically you know you shared a little bit earlier but again just to get into the understanding of the exact market piece right you typically these people need collateral like business loans right this is a business loan so it's a loan for expanding your business it's a loan for buying more uh, inventory or whatever that may be right uh, do you uh, typically uh, the way i understand it is that all of this is very subjective to what you want to use the investment for is there any uh, layer of intelligence which you add to even you know how and how you choose to give uh, uh, loans to these people and and if you could talk about the product in itself you know what is the user flow and how does it do what it does right so good point right typically this is for business and hence it's either a working capital loan or loan against invoice maybe in invoice discounting or an overdraft kind of a facility yeah. and it's for Correct. business and the way we ascertain whether uh, this is for a business or not is by looking at current account uh, cash flows and uh, looking at uh, a business registration proof like gst or you know mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other business registration proofs as well we look at those right and that is where our data comes from Uh, if you ask me what a typical flow looks like you as a customer you probably log on to our app or to our mobile site and then you give us some basic details you know how old is your business what's your annual turnover uh, you know how old you are uh, your date of birth you know maybe even the pan number once uh, we get that information we use that to uh, tap onto a few apis and networks and then pull out your uh, gst information and from there we ask you for your bank statement and uh, you typically upload your bank statement maybe mm-hmm. the past 12 months bank statement in pdf format we then uh, look at the cash flows within the bank statement and we have various derived variables or you know in machine learning parlance you would call them as features right and you have a mm-hmm. bunch of features you extract those features and those features are fed into a model a credit model that uh, gives us a few output parameters which is how credit worthy is this individual what is the amount of loan that we can offer them for how long what is the tenor and if we offer mm-hmm. them that particular loan at a particular interest rate for that tenor what is the probability of default mm. right basis this you know we present the terms and conditions saying that hey look this is what we can offer you and you as a customer would accept it or probably negotiate a little bit on that and then uh, finally once you accept it you say that let's do an agreement on this the agreement is generated automatically then you go through a video kyc process wherein uh, you probably have to do this within your premises of business right maybe with the background mm-hmm. of your store or something like that oh, and okay. then uh, you collect yeah and then you collect uh, uh, and then that's that's the information that we collect right at that time you show you answer a few questions right. that are uh, that prove that uh, this is a live conversation uh, you know the uh, coordinates lat uh, long are recorded at the same time and then you uh-huh. ask for dispersal that uh, money is dispersed into your bank account we record uh, your uh, e mandate we take an e nach on it that is used for collecting it's a very seamless and uh, smooth process if you have uh, uh, what is required upfront now there are of course challenges on this right? Uh, right this is the basic product this is what the user experience looks like there are challenges in this in the sense that 
you probably want to wait saying that uh, will i get a better loan from someone mm. will i get a better interest rate will i get more uh, uh, products attached with this can i get insurance along with this so at that time the customer might uh, look at another uh, alternative so we you know use a little bit of gamification we maybe you know sometimes we our sales process sort of calls them and um talks to them and negotiates and then gives the customer what they want so that is a little bit of an additional uh, process sure. that is involved so fundamentally shiladitya this is the this is the base product there are many nuances many complications you know we could certainly talk sure. about those i wanted to ask about uh, so well actually i wanted to ask about something else but now you're saying that let's talk about the nuances <laughs> that's also something i wanted to talk about so well, when you talk about uh, analyzing through cash flow right that feels when you say uh, and and then you pull in gst information and stuff like that you use all of this to create your own credit rating of some sort and decide based on that right uh, is cash flow i mean like how important is that in, in these small businesses right because i feel like a lot of the small businesses that i have uh, come across or people have spoken to me about they actually that's their biggest problem right that the money does not move at all and if that's the basis on which loans are being analyzed for them that that feels like i i don't know i mean like does that really solve as much of the problem as it could so amit i think there are two parts to this right one is that how much useful information can you extract from that bank statement number one second thing is what is the requirement of a, a business now if i am a small business and probably i have two current accounts maybe and i am running my business using those two current accounts Uh, let's say i come to you and i say that hey you know amit i need uh, 50 lakhs of loan then what's your way to ascertain whether 50 lakhs is my requirement right or am i asking you uh, 50 lakhs maybe to spend 35 lakhs on a car and the rest of the 15 on the business or if 50 lakhs is entirely for my business because the latter is what we want to lend for right so a good way to try and understand that is to look at what is this business making right what is what are their uh, what do their revenues look like and a very good proxy for that is a bank statement there are alternative uh, information avenues as well like you know if you are filing gst returns on time you know and we look at that so that's a that's a good avenue as well but the the vehicle for moving money really is the bank account and it's it's a very good representation of how you can uh, ascertain what the credit worthiness of a customer is now there is other uh, other ways as well right like you know if you and i go and we want a home loan then an evaluator comes home looks at the property and says that this is what's worth worth such and such right and they also look at our civil score because you know how did we borrow in the past how much did we borrow uh, did we pay on time now a lot of these customers that we are talking about they are probably new to credit someone has started a coaching center right and they've never taken a loan maybe they started with three students in their backyard right and then they are wanting to buy a small premise to and hire two people and they need a loan for that they've never taken a loan they don't have a bureau score they don't have a credit score so how do i know whether this customer can be given a loan and how much naturally i say that hey have you registered your business if you have do you have a bank account associated with it 
then why don't you tell me what's coming in and out of that bank account and we'll figure the rest. Huh, interesting. I, I'm guessing this gets complicated when people merge their professional and personal, like proprietorships, generally fun- function out of people's personal bank accounts, right? Does this complicate issues sometimes, sometimes, or is that, I, <laughs> I know this might be uh, somewhat adjacent to the con- main conversation, but I just, uh, it, it came to my mind. It certainly does, Amit. And, you know, it's not just one bank account, right? People may have multiple bank accounts. They make yeah. one bank account really clean. Huh. Right? And, the other set of, and the other set of bank accounts might be problematic as well, right? So, right. Uh, and our uh, model actually takes care of that, right? We look at where money is coming in and going from. Okay. And, uh, and there have been more advances, like the other day, the account aggregator ecosystem went live, wherein... You know, through the intermediary of the account aggregator, we are able to identify what all bank accounts a particular person is associated with. Right, correct. Right. So naturally, we'll be able to derive that information. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of what you mentioned is obviously aided by uh, the general advancements of, uh, you know, APIs and, uh, you know, the our payment ecosystem, right? The GST, uh, the ability to pull that, the account aggregator being the most recent. So all of these things obviously aid your model and the ability to pull information in a lot of ways, right? But back when you started and the, in, in the initial days, what was, uh, you know, what was it, what was really available to sort of take the risk? Uh, because, and, and could you really give that delta uh, in terms of, uh, let's say, the amount you're giving, right? The, the capital amount that you are giving versus a bank who would say, okay, show me, put your office as collateral and show me this, show me that. Were you really able to give that delta is also another question I had. Like alternative lending always existed, right? I mean, uh, just to preface NBFCs, there were uh, at the shady end, there were the loan sharks. Were you able to give the amount needed at the right interest to make your option lucrative versus the others is what my question is. So, Shiladitya, it's uh, very interesting, right? Because you mentioned loan sharks. You're willing to go to a loan shark and borrow at a 36% interest rate, or you are willing to swipe a credit card and buy you know goods that are necessary for your business. So look at the amount of interest rate that you are willing to pay mm-hmm. for your business uh, to run, right? So uh, clearly, you know we are able to lend below that, and that itself is a big uh, advantage, right? Number one. The second thing is that uh, when you borrow on your credit card, right, uh, it is. Um, there's, there's a lot of charges, right? And uh, yeah, there are red yeah. flags. The moment you borrow on credit card and probably say that, hey, I'm going to use this like a loan, your phone starts ringing and it doesn't stop ringing, right? And the bank just doesn't let go. I founded a business, multiple of them, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, like, right? So I'm sure Amit does too. Yeah, so there's a, there's a great uh, value proposition uh, that we've had from day one. Now, we did not have all the information that we have today. Right. So earlier, uh, you know, if you wanted to do KYC, we couldn't do video KYC. Right. But uh, we could send a local person, right, uh, tie up with someone and send a local person saying that, hey, you know, take a selfie and send it across, pick up their uh, KYC documents, do an in-person verification of uh, OVDs, originally verified uh, documents, and then, you know, courier them across to us. So there were various uh, ways within the regulatory ecosystem that uh, we've been able to take advantage of and design a product appropriately. Our uh, models were not as sophisticated as they are uh, today, right? There were uh, there were experienced credit analysts involved in the system at that point in time. But overall, uh, we believe that 
all this can be done digitally without mm. having a branch presence and correct. the abilities to scale was phenomenal from day one correct so you know obviously you identified that this is a very large market and a very underserved market and you mentioned earlier that's the reason you all got started but like most things early you know disruptive in the financial services system there were hurdles to actually enabling it right there was a technology hurdle there was a regulatory hurdle there was purely just the i'm guessing you are a nbfc yourselves today you learned from your own book earlier you probably have worked with a bank and had to lend off of their book what was the appetite for doing this you know with with your early partners so uh, you know i think uh, as far as lending lending on our books on or with partners books is concerned we you know we do that quite a bit even today right i mean uh, we don't mm-hmm. lend exclusively from our books we have co lending arrangements with a bunch of uh, you know funds banks and uh, uh, nbfcs as well that's uh, that's been there always that's right standard. and okay that's been that's been there but uh, that that part is growing right and the reason why it is growing is because we've been able to understand how to do this and hence mm-hmm. the confidence that a lender would have on our process is quite high so if we go to a lender and we tell them that look you know we have this process um, this is what we are uh, guaranteeing in terms of default and we'll back that guarantee up saying that uh, if i say that a uh, individual is credit worthy for maybe 10 lakhs for 3 uh, years at uh, maybe 25% uh, interest rate and the probability of default is 2% uh, so are you willing to lend to mm. a, a pool of individuals like this so a bank or an mm. nbfc would say that sure but what if uh, the uh, default goes to 3% yeah right so there are two ways we uh, answer that we say that look we have done this so we know that we can stay within 2% and uh, mm. we'll back it up with an fldg which is if beyond the 2% someone defaults then we'll take it on our books aha okay right so there's a lot of confidence that we have in our systems and Correct. in our uh, evaluation process and in our delivery mechanism and in our collections intelligence and our collection mechanism so uh, others can onboard to our platform yeah, you actually answered a question i was going to ask anyway about are the you know are those default numbers or you know we've it's a very common banking term you hear npas uh, are those we, we've always known that those are bad in the traditional banking ecosystem right i mean in fact they're worse at the higher end and all of that we understand but the target segment you go after is has your thesis held uh, you know uh, held for all these years that Yeah, absolutely. The, the bar is absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, uh, last week, uh, you know, Harsh, uh, our CEO, right? He got an email from a transport company in Ludhiana, and uh, that email read something to the effect of, you know, uh, we started a business. We were involved in the transport industry for a long time, but uh, three of us started a friend started this business uh, just before COVID, and uh, we did a bunch of mistakes, and then COVID started. Uh, nobody was willing to touch us. You gave hmm. us a loan. right here's what they said they said that when nobody was willing to touch us you gave us a loan uh, but we haven't been able to pay two emis now i'm not sending this email across to uh, ask for a waiver i'm just mm. sending this email to give you guarantee that we will pay right mm. and it was a very touching email to see right i mean saying that this is what we sort of live for right and uh, work for right so our thesis is is not that okay you know this data of course we are able to crunch and uh, figure out using data what 
creativeness is but at the same time nobody wants uh, the social stigma of having you know defaulted and people right. chasing them down for uh, payments right it was that everyone treats you as a crook by default that's actually the uh, interesting you know uh, opposite of that uh, the reality that is the opposite so on that note uh, girider i'd like to you know come back and talk some more but a quick break before we do that Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, you know, Girida, you've been, I know, patiently answering a lot of our curious questions around, uh, you know, lending to the MSME market. Uh, and I think Amit, you had one more. Yeah, well, so actually, uh, I was looking at your website, right? And while looking at your website, uh, I saw something on it which prompts this question, right? Like at the bottom of the website, there is a note saying that no processing fees are being charged by lending card before disbursement of the loan amount. Any individual claiming otherwise must not be entertained. This kind of tells me that like there is a reseller system that's developed kind of on its own without your pushing it. Is that the case over here? Or like some other people coming in and kind of like, you know, helping other people get loans and kind of uh, saying that, hey, we'll become agents for lending card. Is that something that's happening? Is that something that people are doing? Uh, there's a sales process to uh, lending. And, uh, you know, in a lot of, uh, there's what you uh, call as DSS, right? Direct selling agents who involve themselves in this process. Now, um, there are a lot of models, right? Wherein if you were to look at uh, NBFC or a bank that has a physical presence, just the fact that they are having to send someone across to collect documentation to verify uh, you know your uh, premises maybe to evaluate your uh, collateral and do a valuation of that all that involves um, heavy physical um, evaluation right and and uh, there is there is expertise involved in that you have to pay for that for that expertise and and the number of people that would knock on your door to sort of ask for a loan will be very high so if, so which means that you have to charge a processing fee otherwise you cannot uh, sustain this is very different from a digital process right in the digital process if i built in tech systems that can enable this i can scale and with scale my costs reduce mm. so overall the cost of customer acquisition right and the cost of uh, delivery and the cost of you know and, and the and the cost of servicing sort of are amortized right within uh, the cost that i have incurred incurred for putting up my technology systems and uh, using them to uh, you know take the customer through the funnel and uh, service them and uh, provide a loan which is very very different from a physical process and mm. and hence uh, you know the the a uh, processing fee that we are talking about can be very very low for uh, for something that is completely digital like lending card to the point of it being even zero unless until we disburse and because you know naturally uh, when we disburse there's two ways right i mean we could either merge into a rate of interest or you know call that as a, a different fee or even provide a small business with a value add products right saying that look you know you probably need insurance and So all that is uh, possible on it. So, but uh, the warning note that you have seen on the website, right? It's largely telling people that look, you know, if someone approaches you saying that I'll get you a loan mm-hmm. from lending card, pay me certain amount of money, uh, you probably don't want to trust them. 
But is that yeah. something that happens? Is that kind of thing? Uh, I, I mean, like, again, uh, I, I've heard a lending card for years, right? You keep hearing the news stories and such like that. But is there that degree of uh, general kind of, uh, uh, is lending card reaching a brand of that nature where people will go out and say, hey, I'm going to get your lending card note? Uh, like, is, is, is that... Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That happens quite a bit. Yes, that happens quite a bit. In fact, you know, there's all uh, all kinds of social fraud as well uh, that uh, that takes yeah. place. Right. And we do have and that's the challenge that we have. You know, we go grow X, 10X, 100X. Then how do we combat that fraud? How do we combat uh, uh, these challenges using technology, using technology? Because that's the only scalable way of doing it. Yeah, you know, on that note, you know, you shared earlier, of course, the, you know, the underlying technology is your model, your, you know, machine learning. Uh, It obviously gets better uh, month on month, uh, quarter on quarter, as, you know, as more systems get integrated to it and as as, uh, more data comes in, right? Where, uh, you know, how, how do you think you still maintain your edge as a, as a service and as a, you know, as a independent sort of lending platform? Now that this data is also sort of the, the rest of the market seemingly has caught up to this, right? I mean, at some point, uh, and I'm making that, I'm throwing that assumption out there. If I love to know if you agree or disagree, but there is generally more data, digital data about every business available today, right? Uh, whether it's the government systems you uh, we mentioned earlier or the fact that the, it's very hard to not have a digital footprint. So do you think, uh, you know, how do you still maintain your edge? Is it that, you know, historical sort of legacy or what are the tech innovations that you're doing if you can talk about a few right. of those? Right. So, um, first off, I think, you know, there is this aspect of a lot of financial institutions wherein the left hand does not talk to the right hand. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you see that, right? I mean, you know, you, you probably take a credit card from a bank. You probably also have a bank account with them. You have to log on to two different portals to even do something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There is a very good chance that in terms of data sharing as well, the same thing happens within the bank. That is hmm. uh, the first. Uh, risk models are heavily entrenched, right? Hmm. And uh, nobody is even willing to touch someone that has a business which is less than three years old. Hmm. Yes. I remember right. that. Nobody is even willing to yeah. touch. And uh, that is the backbone of the country, right? And that is where the gap comes from. But however, everyone wants to serve them. Everyone wants yeah. to serve them. Nobody, because they do not have the confidence of how do I go about executing it. Mm-hmm. You know, 60 million MSMEs, right? How do I reach 60 million MSMEs mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, not spending a lot and getting mm-hmm. reasonable gains out of uh, the business at the end of the day, right? And uh, Shiladitya, it's non-trivial. Just having data, there'll be a lot of data, right? I mean, you know, the bank, at the end of the day, you know, while we say that we take a bank statement, the bank statement is already there with that bank. Maybe, you know, they can do it. Right? So why don't they do that? Like I said, right? I mean, the processors are deeply entrenched. There are other priorities as well. Right for right. that bank and for a universal bank, you know, you have priority sector lending and you probably have some NPS from there. Uh, there is a statutory uh, ratios that you'll have to maintain. There are complications, right? right? Uh, regulatory in nature and corporate banking is really lucrative, so they'll probably want to get more uh, money uh, from, from that avenue. So I think, you know, in some sense... It's a matter of focus is what you're saying. It's, 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 it's focus It's focus at the same time, you know, strategically, right? 
you have to decide that here is how i want to approach this problem here is what i want to do uh, in a sector which has traditionally been very difficult even if i had um thousands of foot on the ground hmm. right this is uh, this is not a problem wherein you know i already probably you know think about a different kind of a business right i'll give you an example wherein uh this newspaper and milk coming to my doorstep every day someone is delivering that every day i am going to digitize it and my value add is going to be that uh, you know you can pause uh, sending milk sometime you can order yeah. uh yeah. Uh, e- easily right and you want a different kind of a newspaper i can change that quickly online this is uh, this is not that this is not uh, digitizing something that is working physically right and making it better this is something that is that doesn't work very well even in the physical world mm. Mm. right and uh, which is why shiladitya and amit uh, we are the only game in town yeah and that's also by the way a uh, surprising thing to note right that uh, there are uh, I'm, i'm sure there are other people trying to uh, aid uh, you know service the msme market and probably credit for them as well in some other way but the way you're talking about it it seems like uh, you know it's just a matter of everyone is putting their time energy and focus into you know this one single single problem uh, which which comes brings me to you know uh, ask you what what is your road ahead because uh, you know you've uh, as a company as a platform you've been there uh, what is what is next for lending card what does the next 5 3 to 5 years look like and if you could give us a little glimpse of that right so you know um, one of our investors uh says that you know you have been a fintech now you got to be a tech fin right <laughs> okay. so uh, so which is uh, you know uh, so we have a technology arm right lending card technologies private limited and lending card finance uh, limited uses the services the technologies I that see. are developed within lending card finance lending card technologies private limited now just like uh, lending card finance limited is a sort of a quote and quote client of lending card technologies we could have other banks and nbfcs right on our platform right using our uh, you know technology stack which we are continuously maintaining upgrading you know uh, ensuring that it meets regulatory requirements and also offers a superior customer experience so in the past if you have seen we focused really on the uh, loan product and servicing our customer now we are actually focusing more on product first view and a tech first view to everything that we are doing mm-hmm. right i told you about the acceptance process earlier right wherein a mm-hmm. uh, customer comes in they look at a certain rate of interest and they are probably wanting to negotiate right right and then you know someone they probably want to talk to someone but how do we make that as well enticing and how do we bring in a customer and give them confidence that look this is the best that you or is lending card really going to give me this and are they going to service me well right how do we give them confidence that maybe you know there is 100 others within a 20 km range that mm. uh, have taken a similar loan from us and here is two that you can probably talk to mm. right so all this is possible right i mean you know because if you can you get more confidence right out of the process if you as a customer know that oh hey you know what so that that entire process of gamification and enhancing the product using technology right mm-hmm. is where we are investing heavily understood <clears throat> that's understood. one part. the second part uh, I, like mm-hmm. i said right is that other banks and nbfcs 
you know, because we are able to, we eat our own dog food anyway, right? So right. Uh, the, the other banks and NBFCs can onboard to our platforms as well. And with a lot of confidence, right? In our origination process, in our underwriting process, in our ability to uh, provide guarantees around that, uh, and in our ability to sort of provide them intelligence to be able to collect as well. So this end-to-end bouquet, uh, only uh, you know, enhancing those as platforms and making sure that uh, you know others can onboard to this is where uh, we are going to be investing heavily as well. So a little tangential to this also is, uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, there was a status quo of credit in the country anyway, uh, of various, of a very, uh, all these sort of unorganized credit, uh, you know, options. But uh, very initially also, there was a lot of this microfinance sort of a revolution, right, uh, which uh, which India did go through. Uh, and a lot of, I know it was focused maybe on certain sectors, uh, probably like agriculture and so on. So what happens, uh, you know, that market? Are you in a way, I'm, my question is, which is the market you're disrupting? Is it, are you disrupting more of the traditional bank credit? Are like the big listed companies choosing to work with you instead of the bank just because of the process efficiency? Or is it lit- really that, the smaller of the long tail MSMEs. Yeah, I think like maybe what would be helpful here is to get an understanding of uh, what is the like, uh, you know, what's the average loan size? What's the average? Yeah, term, the distribution right? Cause, of your because yeah. that would kind of help with understanding like you know who your customer is really. Correct. So Amit uh, Shiladitya, uh, traditionally, right? You know, our customer. See, our customer base. We are very you know, we worship our customer, right? I mean, it's MSMEs. Mm-hmm. So micro, small, medium enterprise, and uh, they are they are the backbone of this country, and we want to serve them. So that customer base is standard, and uh, there is in terms of the average ticket size, there is a there's a variety of there's a whole spectrum of needs for this customer, right? I mean, someone might want a poor, someone might want you know one lakh rupees. On average, our ticket size is between five to ten lakhs, and our okay. average tenor uh, has. Uh, grown over time because when we started initially, we did not have a lot of data to add, to to be able to understand probability of default, right, and uh, what might be our NPS. So it has grown over time, and we are somewhere around two and a half to three years in terms of average tenor right now. Okay, so okay. The, uh, so I mean, like if you're talking about that kind of money, I'm going to guess mm-hmm. it's mostly working capital related, right? Because again, that that seems to be like you know that if you own, like as you said, an electrician shop, you want to expand the shop, or you want to buy a tempo to do some deliveries or something like that. Those 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 kinds of uh, expenses. Do you see a lot of uh, Do you see a lot of people like topping loans up? Like I, 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 topping up might not be the right word, but let's say I, I need a payday loan right now to make payroll, so I'm taking two lakh rupees this month, and then. Three months later, I'll take another five lakh rupees this time to buy the tempo. Do you see a lot of that kind of thing once people come in, or is it uh, because I I feel like one of the things that does happen over here is that uh, in India generally, right, which I think is different from other places where I've had some exposure to business, right, is that. Uh, over here, what happens is people say, Kacha, we are taking this much ka bank ka loan. Whereas in other places, they work with credit lines, right? So it's, it's so over here, you take a loan for each thing you do. 
When you want a machine, you take a loan. When you want to expand your plant, you take a loan. When you want to do this, you take a loan. Whereas uh, in the US, for example, most smaller businesses have credit lines, which they basically use as needed and pay back as when as and when. So this is like does overdraft. This, yeah, yeah. Does, does this function kind of like that, or I, I mean, do people use it like that? Because it seems like it would be something that. Uh, would work well like that. It definitely does, Amit. As in, you know, uh, our mainstay has been a working capital loan. But, uh, you know, uh, as we expand our customer segment, we realize that there are a bunch of other financial products that are important for our customers, right? And uh, that need not necessarily be uh, credit-related or money-related alone. Uh, Like you said, right, some of them might want a very short-term loan, maybe for six months, and it's about only 50,000 rupees, Right. Now, that mm-hmm. works on a completely different kind of a model, right? So that's that's one area that we've, we've been working on. Second thing is, like you said, right, a, a overdraft kind of a thing, wherein there's a bunch of uh, cash and then you uh, dip into it whenever you need it, right? Then there is uh, invoice discounting, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to purchase something and then, you know, you would want to cover that uh, expense, right? And then uh, quickly pay it off. Then uh, there is this uh, other, uh, you know, but... At the end of the day, what we've also done is that we've said that, look, all of this is basis uh, score that we have built mm, right, for a particular mm. customer, right? And now we are actually saying that we'll offer that score as a service. So, mm. you know, you could buy uh, your business's financial health report from Lending Card and uh, say that, look, Lending Card thinks that I am so and so, so much credit worthy, right? And then you can probably take mm. that to someone and say that, uh, give me a loan. Give me something better, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's possible, and it's 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 really you know, um, it's like bureau score, right? We want our scoring mechanism to become become the default in this industry. Very interesting. Very, uh, you know, Giridhar, a uh, lot of people who are probably listening to this, uh, you know, uh, have understand. Let's say the this the fintech market. Uh, we've actually had a lot of folks uh, we've spoken to, uh, you know, who work in various sort of the consumer lending and other products, right? Uh, what would be, uh, you know, as closing notes, what would be your recommendation or advice to, you know, anyone who's looking to build in this space? Or, of course, uh, if you want to do a shout out, if they want to reach out to you, where's the best place to reach out to you? You know, just just some uh, parting notes on that. I think, you know, definitely uh, my email address is giridhar at lendingcard.com. Happy to speak to anyone who'd like to talk to me about this, right? It's a very interesting space. And, uh, you know, I, I believe there's space for a lot of uh, a lot of innovation here, right? And uh, there's a space for a lot of products um, to be developed out here. You know, if there are uh, certain uh, segments wherein people are working in allied businesses and they would like to leverage lending cart as a partner, right? You know, uh, we welcome them with open arms. You know, if, if there's a um, e-commerce website that's probably catering to maybe, you know, handicrafts and they would like to uh, mm-hmm. partner with us to offer uh, credit to their uh, sellers on their platform, uh, right? Artisans. You know, nice. we, could, we, could, we could enable them. Right, we could enable them with scoring mechanism. We could enable them with uh, the credit products that we have. We would we would want to partner with people, right, to serve the segment at the end of the day, right, in whichever way we can. That could be using the credit score or by actual uh, product as well, or even you know if there's some lending happening from there and you know share data with us, and then we could actually crunch it for them and uh, figure out insights for them. There's a whole uh, whole lot of ways we could. Uh, 
partners. And would you say that you don't want to be the only game in town because it can get it can get boring if you don't have uh, you know others trying to disrupt you? Seems like seems no, like see, it's I a think, I think right Shilad, if, you, if you talk to people, right? I mean, there is a lot of people who are lending to MSME segment. I mean, right. you know, every bank says that uh, they are lending to MSME segment. There are specialized uh, financial institutions that are uh, lending to the MSME segment. It's a very favorite. It's a favorite uh, uh, segment, right? A severely undertapped. So, um, from that point of view, you know, there are other players. But when I say right. we are uh, the only game in town, you know, the way we do it and the way we approach it and the way our trajectory is mapped and our future is mapped is unique in nature. Right. Right, and uh, that uh, I have a strong belief that that will continue to be the case. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just throw a quick note in every there for for everybody over here. Please do remember ratings or reviews linked to this. If it's on Apple, we would appreciate that. Also, do the review as well. You know, I know it's writing some words, but do write some words. It helps a lot. It help, it helps people find out about the podcast. So please, we'd appreciate that. Yes, and Giridhar, I mean, uh, let's let's continue to see lending cart uh, sort of you know top the charts uh, in that sense, uh, and of course uh, all the best. And thank you so much for speaking with us today and sharing the story. Certainly, thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Shilaritya, and Abhinav.